0: Well, hello everybody and welcome back. This is our daily devotional for Thursday, February 22nd, 2024, and I'm delighted to have this time with you and hope that it finds all of you doing very well indeed. Um, As we continue today in the book of Acts, we are in for some interesting teaching. We're in for some interesting examples of really the other side of what we talked about previously. What am I referring to? Well, yesterday, um, we saw wisdom on display. We saw the wisdom of of the Roman commander, we saw Paul's wisdom, we saw his nephew's wisdom. We see, in, in fact, and in working, the principle of Matthew 10, 16 that we started with a few days ago, where Jesus called his disciples, and by extension, he calls you and me to be as innocent as doves and as shrewd as serpents. To be innocent, to do things right and good, but to be wise as we conduct ourselves, understanding how the world around us works. We saw that yesterday and we saw the Lord's intervention there in chapter 23 when Paul's nephew happened to overhear a plot. Um, we also got a lesson on what the world really is like, what the world really does. The world wants to kill, it wants to murder, it wants to destroy, and such is the case definitely with those of ancient Israel. That's the refrain that you hear. We read Jesus's own words as he turned into Jerusalem and said, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets, how I long to draw you to myself as a hen collects her chicks under her wing, but you would not have it. And as an example of that, you who kill the prophets, you know, we talked about Zechariah, right, where where he had been killed. Also, we talked about others. Um, and certainly here we see the plot to kill Paul in chapter 23. And yet the Lord intervened. But today we're moving on from there. Um, The Roman commander was informed by these things. Um, Paul's nephew went to a centurion. Centurion said, hey, go to the commander. The commander got wind of all of the different things that were going on. These 40 men who had vowed to not eat or drink anything until Paul was dead. All of this was reported and the Roman commander acted with wisdom. But now we're going to see a different side of wisdom that isn't wisdom at all. In fact, it's guile. It's trickery which are also euphemisms for lies. It's wisdom according to the world, but not wisdom from above. What am I talking about? Let's pray and we'll see. Our Father, we thank you for this time that you have given to us, and we ask that you would guide us in it. Please work in our hearts and in our minds. Let us be convicted by your word, and let us see the difference between worldly wisdom and your wisdom between being innocent as a dove and as shrewd as a serpent, and just being a snake, being a serpent. We can't do this without you, so please guide us by your Holy Spirit, and we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, well, I've just given it away. Matthew 10, 16, as we've talked about before, in that instruction, Jesus tells his disciples to be as innocent as doves and as shrewd as serpents. But we gotta be careful with that teaching that we don't think as shrewd as serpents means that we just digress to the point that we're a bunch of snakes slithering around, causing discord, telling lies, that sort of thing. What do I mean by this? As I said previously, Paul is the perfect example. Well, not the perfect, but he's a very good example of what it means to be innocent as a dove and shrewd as a serpent. But today we see a different kind of wisdom. Let's get to it. Acts chapter 23, verse, or Acts, Acts chapter 23, verse 23, actually, is where we're picking up. If you recall, the, well, we'll pick up at 22. The commander dismissed the young man and cautioned him, don't tell anyone that you have reported this to me. That which he reported was the 40 men that were going to ambush Paul. Remember, they said, hey, uh, these 40 men came to the priest and said, hey, listen, tell the commander, right, tell the commander that you want to bring Paul in because you need to question him more and we'll be in waiting and we'll ambush him. Okay, so that's what's just been revealed. Then he, this is Acts chapter 23, verse 23. Then he, the commander, called two of his centurions and ordered them, Get ready a detachment of 200 soldiers, 70 horsemen, and 200 spearmen to go to Caesarea at nine tonight. Provide mounts for Paul so that he may be taken safely to Governor Phila. All right, pause for just a second there. Y'all, caution is one thing, but do you see what the centurion or what the commander has ordered here? Yeah, 200 men, 200 spearmen, 70 horsemen. This is an army that has been ordered to accompany Paul. And and Paul isn't gonna be drugged there. He doesn't have to walk there. Paul himself is given mounts, so that that means horses, so that he can get there. This commander, at first glance, is like, wow, this guy, really is wise. He's taking this threat seriously. But his wisdom turns here. What do I mean? Verse 25, he wrote a letter as follows. Claudius Lysias, to his excellency, Governor Felix, greetings. So we know who this is now, this commander, Claudius Lysias, or, or Lysias, to His Excellency Governor Felix. Greetings. This man was seized by the Jews and they were about to kill him. But I came with my troops and rescued him for I had learned that he is a Roman citizen. Time out. Boy, this makes old Claudius look really good, doesn't it? It makes him look like a champion, an absolute champion for the Roman Empire, for the Roman citizenship, All of these wonderful things. It was very guileful, and based on worldly wisdom, he was right to include that in his letter. But is that what really happened? Hmm. Rewind to Acts chapter 21. We're not going to read the whole thing, but basically, starting in verse 27, we learn about Paul. um, Paul. being basically accosted in the temple. They accused him of all sorts of things. They're trying to beat him to death. Verse 33, the commander came up and arrested him, talking about Paul, and ordered him to be bound with two chains. Then he asked who he was and what he had done. Some of the crowd shouted one thing and some another. And since the commander could not get at the truth because of the uproar, he ordered that Paul be taken into the barracks. When Paul reached the steps, the violence of the mob was so great he had to be carried by the soldiers. The crowd that followed kept shouting, away with him. Now listen, as the soldiers were about to take Paul into the barracks, he asked the commander, may I say something to you? Do you speak Greek? He replied. Aren't you the Egyptian who started a revolt and led 4,000 terrorists out into the desert some time ago? All right, so earlier there in chapter 21, we get what happened. And yet, what does the commander say happened? Verse 27 of Acts chapter 23. This man was seized by the Jews and they were about to kill him. But I came with my troops and rescued him for I had learned that he is a Roman citizen. Interesting. He left out the fact that he had no idea who Paul was and that he actually thought he was an Egyptian terrorist. He left out the fact that he had him be put in chains. And if we were to keep on reading back in, it was actually chapter 22, we'll find out that Paul was on the verge of being flogged, which you couldn't even do to a Roman citizen. But very conveniently, Claudius, the commander, leaves these things out. Now, we need to be careful here. As I said before, and as I alluded to, this whole idea of being innocent as a dove, but being shrewd as a serpent, That's something that we can get all wrong. In fact, we can get downright pragmatic with that business of being shrewd as a serpent. Pragmatic means that the ends justify the means, right? In other words, if you accomplish what you want to accomplish, it doesn't matter how you do it. You can do something wrong, downright immoral to accomplish your goal, but as long as your goal is met, then the other is excused. Y'all, by worldly wisdom standards, by being sly, by being quick, Claudius nails it. But at what price? He shows himself, though being full of guile, though being slick, he's a liar. He flat out lies here. And y'all, we need to be careful. Again, I keep saying this. We need to be careful with this because shrewdness does not equate to sinfulness. People get this mixed up. And sadly, sometimes we ourselves get it mixed up and and I'm one of them. It's so easy to rationalize things, y'all. It's so easy to find excuses to behave as we want to behave, to get out of what we want to get out of. And we can lie to others and we can lie to ourselves. Yeah, I'm reminded of this old quote, one of my favorite movies one of my absolute favorite movies of all time is the movie Harvey. Remember Harvey, right? It was uh, Jimmy Stewart played Elwood P. Dowd. And all throughout the movie, he has this, this puka, right? This this creature that only he can see. It's a, a seven foot tall rabbit that he goes around talking to and and nobody else can see him. And so now Elwood P. Dowd was, I think he was a banker anyway. He was a man of means and his sister and his niece basically spend most of the movie trying to get him locked up in an insane asylum so they can reclaim their family name, so they can get at his riches, all that kind of stuff. And at the end of the movie, um, he finally does go into the asylum and the doctor is interviewing him, the psychiatrist. The psychiatrist ends up seeing Harvey, right? <laughs> so the psychiatrist, right towards the end of the movie, he says to, to Elwood, he says, Elwood, there's a conspiracy against you." Your sister has been trying to have you locked up this whole time, as has your niece. And he goes in, he's like, they're the ones that contacted me to bring you here so that they could lock you away. And his response was, oh, doctor, that Vita is a whirlwind, isn't she? And he just kind of chuckles. And the doctor says, my goodness, man, where's your sense of righteous? Don't you have any righteous indignation? And Elwood P. Dowd, "It's, it's so... It's so beautiful and it's so convicting. It makes me emotional over a Jimmy Stewart movie called Harvey about a giant invisible rabbit. But after the doctor said, don't you have any sense of righteous indignation? Where's your anger, man? Elwood P. Dowd said, oh, doctor, doctor. My mother used to say, Elwood, my my mother always called me Elwood. My mother used to say, Elwood, in this life, you must be oh so kind. Or oh, so clever. I've been clever. No, I I messed it up. You must be oh, so smart or oh, so pleasant. That's what it is. Oh, so smart or oh, so pleasant. And he said, doctor, I've been smart. I prefer pleasant. And I think that what, and, and then he said, you may quote me. And I hate that I messed up the quote, but nevertheless, the thrust of that statement there is that in the world around us, you can either be nice or you can be tricky. You can be full of guile. You can be left handed. You can be a liar. You can manipulate. Or you can be pleasant. And y'all, this is not what the scripture presents to us. The scripture presents that you can be both, but it's not a shrewdness that results in sinfulness. It's not a shrewdness that results in lies and deception. We see it from Paul and the way he conducted himself and we see the opposite here with this made up story where Claudius flat out lies. He continues, verse twenty eight, I wanted to know why they were accusing him, so I brought him to their Sanhedrin. That part's true. I found out that the accusations that had to do, or I found that the accusations had to do with questions about their law, but there was no charge against him that deserved death or imprisonment. When I was informed of a plot to be carried out against the man, I sent to him at once. I also ordered uh, or sent him to you at once. I also ordered his accusers to present to you their case against him. Now that part's true. Verse 31, so the soldiers carrying out their orders took Paul with them during the night and brought him as far as Antipatris. The next day, they let the cavalry go on with him while they returned to the barracks. When the cavalry arrived in Caesarea, they delivered the letter to the governor and handed Paul over to him. The governor read the letter and asked what province he was from. Learning that he was from Cilicia, he said, I will hear your case when your accusers get here. Then he ordered that Paul be kept under guard in Herod's palace. Now, we're already 14 minutes in. I think I'm going to pause here. I know it's a short devotional, but I think I'm going to pause here because I really don't want to get into the trial before Felix. But spoiler alert, what we're going to see again is worldly wisdom, worldly cleverness. Worldly lies where people aren't being shrewd as a serpent. They're just being snakes, just like Claudius was in his letter. Now, what's the application for us? I think you know. And it ought to be convicting. It's convicting to me. I think about the times when I haven't told all the truth, when I've told untruths or half-truths or when I've justified guile. And tried to substitute it for the shrewdness that we're called on to have in the scriptures. I think today is a wake up call for me. I hope it is for you too. To be careful how you conduct yourself, to be innocent as a dove, truly, and to be shrewd as a serpent. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for this time that you have given to us and we pray your blessings on it. We thank you for the examples that you give us in your word of the commands or how to, how to follow the commands that you give. We have the command from Jesus, but here we see how we shouldn't follow it. Please work in our hearts and in our minds. Let us not imitate the world around us, but instead let us be faithful to you. And we pray it all in Christ's name, amen. Well, I'd like to thank you all for being a part of this time for this short devotional. Lord willing, we'll be back Sunday morning at 9 a.m. We're still doing the two service things, right? Sunday morning at 9 a.m. And then we'll be back Monday morning, Lord willing, at 6 a.m. Until then, I hope that you all have a very pleasant weekend. And remember, Sunday is the Lord's Day. Get yourself in a Bible-believing church. If you're local, we would love to have that church Be here with us at Old Providence service at 9, another service at 11. The one at 11 is abbreviated, but we would love to have you come and be a part of our worship here. But if it's not here, make it someplace else. It is a Bible-believing church. Thanks very much.